My name is Meredith Pastor. I used to be co-senior pastor, but they changed my name, and I didn't know what their meaning is. What is a Meredith Pastor? But Pastor Bill Kirk told me, that means you are visible, but mouth shut. <laughs> so I can be here, but keep your mouth. That, that's my job. <laughs> but anyway, it's so good to be here with you. I'm so glad to see you. Last six months, most of you know that I've been traveling different churches, and um, some churches about 20 people, some churches 2,000 people. You know what? Wherever I go, the pastor of that church introduced me that this is the pastor David Horwick's mother. <laughs> and then everybody said, oh. And then they all want to come after service, take a picture with me, and send it to Pastor David. <laughs> it keeps me really humble. <laughs> you know what? But I, I am so blessed. Everywhere that I go, different people come. They, and once they find out I'm Pastor David, Herwick's mother, they say, oh, I love, oh, my, he is a great man. And I get so much praise. It makes me feel, look good. <laughs> really. And I told him, you made a pathway, pathway. You know, he's, you know that most of you know he was district youth director for eight years. He visited many different churches, and so everybody knows him. For me, you know, I was here 31 years. <laughs> Nobody knows me outside. So, but he made a pathway for me. So it's been, it's been different, but it's been good. Uh, this morning I'm going to talk about Psalm 23. And this psalm is very... Famous and well-known psalm. Most of you probably memorized, right? I memorized this since I was a little girl. And the tradition said that David, who wrote it this when he was a you know, young shepherd. But this psalm, I noticed there's a four seasons of a spiritual life. That I'm going to touch it. Four seasons of a spiritual life from Psalm 23. Okay? Before I share each season... I'm going to read a couple of these things for you. When I told Pastor Bill that I'm preaching, he gave me the notes. He, wherever he goes, you always have notes like this. I'm just going to read for you, reminding this about the season. It's about the season. Every season is different than the previous season. Every season is required something different of me. And every season is just a season. Some good season, bad season, guess what? It will go. And, uh, and every season is orchestra by our faithful God. And every season is prepared for the next season. And keep this in mind, in every season, whatever happened in you is more important than whatever happened to you. And tough season is not always about the leaving something. They are often about learning something. And running from your problem doesn't solve, solve your problems. And wishing you were someplace else wastes the season that you are in. Amen? If, you, if we knew what God knew, this is thing, and we wouldn't resent what God does. He's been faithful God. Let's read Psalm 1 to 3. Season 1, you have the notes in your bulletin. 
Season one is, you can fill in as you follow me, is a season of grace and blessing. Can we all read together Psalm 23, 1 to 3? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the quiet water, and he is my soul. For his name's sake. Amen. And uh, the true benefit of this psalm is only for those who really know that Jesus Christ as your uh, personal Savior and Lord. The Lord is your shepherd. This psalm is not talking about Lord is not our shepherd, my shepherd, personal. This is so important. You cannot receive and benefit of this psalm if the Lord is not your shepherd. Amen? This talks about the very intimate relationship between shepherd and sheep. And um, talking about, and then, then John 10. Can we look at the John 10 and 11 and 14? I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And go to 14, go to uh, 14. Go to verse 14. And here it is. I am a good shepherd. This is Jesus speaking to us, right? And I know my own. Just think about that. And my own knows me. This is very important, you know. Knowing who is your shepherd and knowing who you are in Christ is very, very important. You know, in the old day, in the Bible day, the, you know, David was taking care of a lot of sheep. There's a lot of shepherds in those days. And some shepherd has 100, some shepherd has, a, you know, 500, whatever, not five, maybe 50. But at the end of the day, they, well, they, they all bring the shepherd to the, by the lake, by the water, so they, those sheep can drink. But the thing is, I, my 100 sheep and Steve's 100 sheep, Max's 100 sheep, they all mix together. The three, 400, they all look like each other. How are they going to know that? Which one is my sheep? But the end of it, after they finish drinking, you know what? I start singing. I say, say, making a noise, whatever. I walk away. All the sheep that belongs to me, they come out of water. They only follow me. And all the sheep belongs to Mac, they follow him. And Steve, this is what I mean. The Bible said, my sheep knows me, and I know my sheep. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 and 23 said, Not everyone who said to me, the Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father, who does in heaven, will enter. And then verse 23, And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. I don't like that scripture, do you? I don't want to hear that word from, I mean, that's the last thing I would want to hear from my Savior and Lord Jesus. All the years I served him, I went to church, I gave what I gave. When I, when I stand before God, guess what? They're not going to be us, just you alone and God. And he's going to say, do I know you? I don't want to hear, say, I never knew you. That's a serious question, isn't that right? And you depart from me, all you who practice lawless. Does Jesus know you? 
Can you say amen? Do you really know him? This is something to think about it. Many people know about God, you know, but a lot of people, they have a religion, they have a mindset, they know about God, but they don't really know God. It's a sad. You could go to church all your life, but you end up in wrong place. That's possible because you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior and Lord. And the next one is, the Lord is my shepherd that I shall not want. Here is, this is talking about grace of contentment. And First Timothy chapter 6, let me look at this scripture. But godliness actually a meaning of great gaining, gaining when accompanied by the commandment, contentments. For we have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it, neither. We have the food, the covers, and these we shall be contained. How many of you have uh, some food in your refrigerator at home? How many of you have a couple outfits in your closet? Do you do? You only have one outfit? Oh, you have at least a dozen, maybe hundreds, some of them. <laughs> you know, some people have millions of dollars, billions of dollars. They have everything in the world they're asking for, but they are still not satisfied. They're not contained. They want more. But yet, some people don't have anything, very little. But they are happy. They are satisfied. Because you know why? The Lord is their shepherd. They know who they believe, who's going to take care of it. They know that Jesus is shepherd. And they are grateful for everything. This tells us that the whole, Jesus supplies our needs. He fills our thirsty soul. He gives us the peace and rest in our hearts. He gives us he leads us, he guides us every step because he's my shepherd and I am his sheep. How many of you are Jesus' sheep here? Can, can you make a noise? <laughs> I can hear you. <laughs> wow. Okay, sheeps. Number two, verse two says, He makes me lie down in green pasture. He leads me beside the quiet water. He stole my soul. And this is very meaningful that the God makes us lay down in green pasture because uh, sheep really lay down in green pasture. This is what William, uh, William Philip Keller said this. Let me read this for you. Sheep needs four preconditions before they can lay down in green pasture. Okay, number one, there should not be any enemies, such as wolf, lions, fox around them when they lay down. If such enemy exists near them, sheep will never lay down. Fear, right? And number two, and there must be a harmony, peace among the sheep. If they are pushing against each other with their horns, and they will never relax by lying down. And number three, is if there is any bugs, fleas on their body, and they will never lay down in the grass. So the shepherds always carry the oil. In the evening, they rub around the sheep, so nothing, no bugs can lay on them. Whenever it comes against them, it's just slipping down. In order, and number four is in order for them to lay down, sheep must be fully fed. It's hard to sleep when empty stomach. How many of you can say amen? amen? 
Have you ever went to bed when you are so hungry and you're trying to go to sleep? What do you think about? Oh, whoppers. Oh, <laughs> French fry. Oh, I'm hungry. I just keep thinking about all those things you want to eat. Oh, prime rib. Ha, huh, that sounds better. Huh? <laughs> but, you know, it's just like animals, same. When they're hungry, they cannot sleep good. But therefore, God makes us, what this telling you is that when we, he said, you, he lay down in the green pasture. This tell you, therefore, God makes lie down mean that he remove our enemies. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. No enemy can come near you. And give us harmony and peace. Holy Spirit, make us love each other. Smooth of our relationship. And destroy harm works such as worry, anxiety, and irritation, and hate. We are able to enjoy blessing and life through the Holy Spirit. Amen. These are the benefits of being child of God. Amen. And here, and Jesus as your shepherd. Is Jesus your shepherd? And that is number season one. Now season two. Are you ready? Can I have water? Season two. First, first thank you. Verse Let's read verse 4. Even though I walk, what is everybody? Even though it's not, even though I walk through everybody. Amen. You sounds great. How many of you know that we all go through the storms of our life? I don't have to tell you. We just went to major storms in our church last year, right? But we were together. We're holding together. And we came out of it. Amen? Some storms are coming. You know, some are coming three different ways. Some are because we are living in sinful world. The world and Satan bring us, you know, trial and storms and pain. And sometimes God, God just allow us to go through whatever reason. When that happened, oh, you have to trust the law. I don't understand his plan. but trusting. And then sometimes... You know, we cause our own trouble. How many of you? <laughs> you know, Pastor David just finished the preaching Jonah. was a couple of few months ago. We listen to his sermon every Sunday whenever we travel, come home. And I was thinking about Jonah. You know, if Jonah would obey right in the beginning, he would never, he didn't have to take a bath in the fish's stomach three days and three nights. Have you ever thought about have you ever thought about, did you ever see the fish as an open stomach and look at inside? Anybody seen the stomach of fish? Nah, just think about it. Sleeping and in there three days and three nights and drinking all those stuff in the fish's stomach and coming out, I make you sick, right? And he, I bet he slurps every time. I believe he did. I I mean, the smell makes me smell. But finally, guess what? Fish got tired of it, so he ended up throwing out the Jonah by the Nineveh. That's, my, that's where he came out. No, I mean, that's my words. But anyway, I tell you that 2017 was the darkest, darkest point of my life. And very difficult season for our church. And someone said this. The dark place is opportunity to grow, and you are not in dark place by accident. In the Bible, David said, God enlarged me in my time of darkness and distress. 
And I learned that last year that God will never take you where the grace of God will not protect you and carry you. <laughs> he did. He did. <clears throat> During that time, last year, in the beginning of last year, after my husband went, you know, most of you, most of you know, but I see some new people. My husband was the past, my husband and I was the founding senior pastor of this church for 31 years, and my husband came down with the pancreatic cancer, and less than two and a half months, he went to be with the law. So it was very difficult season, but our church was just 100% behind me. I don't know, I would have never made it. Uh, but there's two things that I couldn't do. I couldn't pray. I prayed until that moment. And then I couldn't read the Bible. I turned around the iPad. It doesn't come to me. But most of the difficult time was the middle of the night. You know, during the day, I kept coming here and work in the office. And at night, about 2, 3 o'clock, I was so hurt. Emptiness, unbearable pain. Someone told me, it's not, you know, uh, the hardest thing is not saying goodbye to your loved one and learn to live with, your, with the emptiness without your loved one. And then I really experienced that. But I would get on my bed. I just, I couldn't pray English or Korean. And some of you know I'm from Korea. I couldn't pray. But you know what? Holy Spirit knows my weakness. He, Every time I couldn't pray, I felt he interceded, like Romans 8.26, Holy Spirit knows my weakness. When I don't know how to pray, he intercedes with a groaning that so deep for word. And I could feel, the, I, all I could do, groaning. Oh! And then during the day, he gave me the scripture. I could not read the scripture, but there's many scriptures I memorized. Romans 8, 28 was, you know, that that's my life verse. But that verse really didn't help me this time. Really. But Lord spoke to me, go to Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of a shadow of death, I fear no evil. And God keeps saying, keep looking at the word, walk. So what do you mean, walk, Lord? I memorized this scripture. Walk. And then the Lord said this. When you walk through the valley of shadow of death, your job is to keep on walking. Don't stop there. Don't sit there. Don't even keep focus on the situation you are in. So just keep on walking. And then and if you keep focus on the circumstances, it's going to take longer for you to come out of that dark place. And then the Lord remind me, Peter, you remember Peter? You know, he's the only human, human in the history walk on the water. But some people I heard, it, oh yeah, Peter lost faith, he fall into the water. Let me tell you what, when he got out of the boat, he's the man of faith. But he, I was on Jesus, he was able to walk on the water. But the moment his eyes were focused after Jesus, saw the storm, gets what happened to him? He sunk. This is what God, keep eyes on me, keep on walking. If you keep looking at the, uh, and the situation you are, you're going to go down deeper and deeper. You may not ever to come out. And the Lord spoke to me, when you go through the deep valley of a shadow of death, there's a couple of things you have to be very careful. Be careful what you said and your attitude. So I said, what do you mean, Lord? And remember about a year ago, I came to you. Remember that you guys are very special. 
you guys are beautiful. You are loved. Remember, I kept saying to me, the reason I said that's the word God gave to me. God said, speak the life over yourself. Just keep speaking. You are beautiful. And you are special. You are loved. Actually, I really feel the other way around. I feel like I was abandoned. I even feel like I was cursed, you know. I never felt special. But God said, life and death is in the power of tongues. And words contain great power. You feel like you're going to die. I even pray, God, take me home. I can't stand, I can't take this. But God said, speak life to you. First, so middle of the night, I'm walking around. It's like, it looks like some crazy person. I am beautiful. Here I am, you know, I bury my husband. I'm walking around. I'm beautiful. I'm special. I'm loved. It feels weird, isn't it? But God said, don't go by your feeling. Go by what I said. And I did. And then a few weeks later, I came. I feel like a, I don't want, I'm, the, I'm, not, I'm not the only one want to say it. I want everybody to say it. That's why I start saying, saying, repeat after me. Everybody repeat after me. Say, I am beautiful. <laughs> say it again. I am beautiful. I am special. I am loved. You are. You are. That's the way God wants you to see yourself. And that helped me come up. You know what? It's just like a, it's almost like a, when we go through the walk, we don't, it seems like nothing happened, but something is happening in you when you speak life into your life. Amen? Praise God. Be careful. We cannot become a victim of our circumstances, but we must go through and see the victory. Amen? And the many give up. Many people, my people that give up standing there in the, in the valley of Shadowdown, and they give up in the middle of the trial, and God can never use them because they're not pressing on and going through past that. I learned that life is learning to press on, to keep on going. I learned that the life is live with emptiness. And I, you know, I, God helped me over the, this year, but I still have a moment. It's like a, grief is like a, it's like a wave. I'm okay, but suddenly once in a while it hits you. It's just like, but then I go to cemetery and and sometimes complaining to him. And then I cry sometimes. It makes me feel better. It's okay. But I'm not staying there. But I come out. Keep on going. Trust the God's heart. Amen. Nothing may happen. But something is happening when you keep speaking. You are beautiful. Just keep speaking. God is... I never realized... Whenever I travel with the Pastor Bill Kirk, you know, summer, and he is preaching sometimes like a leadership conference for all day Saturday. Sometimes he gives me a whole hour to preach. And sometimes whenever I go, I share this testimony and, and uh, you know, how God has brought me out and gave me this word to speak over. I never realized God was going to use this to touch so many people. And every time after the service, I share my testimony, people come over and line up. She said, I just want to hug and cry with you. You have no idea what that words mean to me. And many of, I thought when, when you go through the valley of darkness, feel like I'm the only one. Nobody knows the trouble I'm going. You, that's how you feel, right? 
But as I travel different church, I notice there are so many hurting people out there and broken heart. And they went through the same. It's like I did. Amen. And number three, let's go to season three. I'm doing good. Verse 5. After you go through, after you pass the test and victory coming, amen? After you go through the valley of shadow death, God always prepare banquet and rewards blessing for you. Here's verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. With my cups overflowing. This is like a double portion of anointing of Holy Spirit. Yes, talking about table, it means it's actually banquet. What is banquet? It's a large meal, a feast, completely with the appetites, main meals, and desserts. It's talking about when you pass the test, God always have a special prize for you. How many of you know when you pass the test, you go up to another higher level? You, you have to pass the high school if you want to go to college. If you want to go to the graduate school, you got to pass the high school, I mean, you know, college, right? This is spiritual blessing, finance blessing, physical blessing. All the years of your prayer, God's going to answer you. And all the drops of tears gathered in the bottle about the pour. It's about, it's about God is about to pour out. You know why? He's a faithful God. He will never let you down. We all have enemies. Amen? John 10 talking about enemies. His job is kill, destroy, and steal. But when we obey and trust the world and go through the valley of shadow of death with the faith, we will face on the riches of God's glory. Great banquet. Satan sees it, watches us, but he can do anything about it. And I feel like we went through the, this valley of shadow of death and last year, but God is starts bringing us out and starts giving us the banquet. I see the several new faces here, and I believe that all the prodigals are going to come back. Someone asked me, after my husband went to be with the Lord, he said, how are you doing? And then, but they said, how is your church doing? They thought our church was, because my husband was the only pastor 31 years. He's gone suddenly, and I thought they were going to, they were more worried about churches doing. Guess what? God raised up my husband, my son, Pastor David, and he, God is setting up for banquet in front of my enemies. And I can see that what God is doing. God is watching us. He's going to reward us, watching us right now. Do you know that? Do you know God is watching you right now? If we prove ourselves faithful in our present task, it shows him whether or not you can be trusted with the big promotions. I start seeing a big promotion coming. Enemy is, right now, I feel like enemy is terrified where we are going. And God makes all things new. Amen? And I believe the soul is going to come in this door. And I believe the great healing is going to break out. And I believe the demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit will increase and manifest. And these are the other rewards. Because we went through the darkness, we come out of it. God is ready to pull out His Spirit. 
Hallelujah. And I believe that we're going to see the more signs and wonders and miracles. I believe we've been praying. God is faithful. We've been praying over the year. God will answer. We are going to see that. You believe that? Amen. And I believe that harvest, great harvest is coming before Jesus returns. Because we overcame the dark seasons. I believe it. Be ready. Get ready. Get ready. God is so good. And last season, hey, the last season of rest, Psalm 23, 6, surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and loving kindness did follow me all the days of life. Amen. I'm going to read this for you. I got it from Facebook. Once in a while, they put on some nice article on the Facebook. And this one is really, when I was reading this, this is what I wanted to say. It said, choose to live in joy. Life goes by in a blinking of eyes. How many of you say amen? It's too short to live upset, angry, resentful, or ungrateful. If you look for the good, you will find it. Choose to be happy and to be at peace. Decide that each day is going to be a great day. Amen? And grab each moment. This is grab each moment and make the best of it. Refuse to let the negative thoughts take root in your mind. That's where all the things start in your mind. Don't let any negative thoughts to take a root of in your mind and refuse to let a negative person, people, or situation drag you down. Trust your journey and know that if you make if you make a mistake, that's okay. I'm not perfect, and you're not perfect neither, right? But you know what? See it as a lesson learning, and keep moving forward. Keep on going, and don't stop. Remember. Mandy, is she here? She's not here today. Okay. Oh, she, 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 she gave me the song, Ron Connolly, when you go through the hair, don't stop, don't stop. Keep on going. She gave me the songs. Spend less time worrying and more time being grateful to those who loved you. And all of life, goodness, and choose to live in, it's your choice. You want to you wanna, you wanna live miserable, sad life? Go ahead. You want to live happy and joyful and peaceful life? You choose that. God, that's the honor. God has given us free will. It's your choice. We can always find something good, blessing. Life goes by in a blinking of eyes. I never realized it so goes by. Let's live in the light of eternity. Amen? And also this psalm portrays life as a pilgrimage in our final destination. Dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we reach the final destination, there will be no more pain, no more backache, no more arthritis, and no more pancreas cancer, no more heart attack. But one thing that will remain is our relationship with our Jesus Christ. Guess what? I just had a birthday. (laughs) Guess how old I am. I'm not, I'm not shy. I just turned 67. Yeah, you know what? 
Thank you. Thank you. I, I, you know, this, this year I'm really excited being one year older. I don't know why. People say, oh, you're getting older. No. I was so excited. You know what? Because I thought about, wow, I'm near, I am one year closer to seeing my Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. And I am one year closer to see my husband, my Joshua. And I was so, suddenly excited. I said, thank you, Lord. Thank you that I'm pressing on until the day you call me. I'm going to make a best. I'm going to do whatever you call me to do. Amen? I actually tell I am looking forward to go to heaven and meet my Savior and my husband and Josh. I have no fear of death. What a freedom God has given me. In the midst of trial, our source of joy is personal relationship with Christ. I'm going to close with this prison. How many of you like Billy Graham? He's the one of my heroes. We all have a very high respect for Billy Graham. I think this is, he's going in one of men I never, he said this before, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I wrote jot down this. Billy Graham said, someday when you read or hear that Billy Graham is dead, don't you believe a word of it? I shall be more alive than I am. I will just have changed my address. I will have gone into the presence of God. This is my word to you. Someday when you read and hear about when he, her wake is dead, don't you believe the word of it? I'm telling you, I just changed my address. God is building mansion for me. I am looking forward to go see. I wonder what kind of house my husband is building for me. I thought about it. Maybe Joshua is right there helping him. I am looking forward to see it. I know he is building. With Jesus' help, three of them, I, will be, I believe they're going to build a beautiful home for me. And I have gone to the presence of the Lord. I will be more alive than before. God bless you. Can we pray together? Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just meditate. Can we just uh, take a few minutes, meditate what the God has spoken to you this morning?